You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast, here to inspire and encourage and give you ideas how to take care of your health naturally and kind of tell you right now what's been going on that the media isn't telling you. Can't trust um, the fake news. I, I literally this morning saw a car that's like Trump and I'm like in a completely supposedly blue state and it said fake news. It was like so awesome. I just wonder like pull up to them and I'm like, oh, I love your car, but they just speed it off because they're like, have mine. Like I have logos on my car. So if you see me driving around, give me a honk. Um, I'd love to have someone else have logos on their car and promoting truth and kindness. So today I have like um, STG report. Um, I thought I listened to his and I haven't listened to him in a while, but I listened to his and I was like, oh, I need to talk about this and I need to share it because I don't have time to go um, reach out to these people, have them on my channel. Don't have the time for that with my crazy life. But I want to give you some backstory. I'm going to give you a little bit in this podcast about something um, natural. Dr. McCullough talks about it and let him share it very short um, about a product. And I like when it comes to my herbs, oils, and supplements, I, it's taking me years to figure out the companies that I trust that actually have effective products and supplements. Some of them don't. And some of them like act like they're good brands and they're not. Um, you don't see their effect when it comes to adaptogenics. And I'll do a whole thing on adaptogenics at one point. Or when it comes to um, uh, supplementation and working on something with your health. So um, let's start with that. But then let's, then we'll go into STG report and the 5G. And then um, what I'm going to say about that is... Uh, I'm going to save that to the end. I'll save that story to the end. My own personal possible view on this. So let's start this. Important minerals in your body that you typically don't hear very much about. And that mineral, silica. It's a trace mineral and it provides strength and flexibility to all the vital connective tissue in your body, your hair, skin, bones, joints, cartilage, tendons, and even your blood vessels. Now, all of these tissues are primarily made up of collagen and silica is an absolute necessity for building healthy collagen. Now, several factors can cause you to lose collagen, age, stress, and poor diet. Silica plays a major role in helping to rebuild your collagen. Healthy, youthful collagen is flexible and strong and very rich in silica. And when your collagen breaks down, it can lead to brittle bones and limited mobility. Now, by promoting the proper deposit of calcium into your bones, silica supports normal remineralization of your bones. And silica is also important for your hair, skin, and nails, and it helps bring essential nutrients to your hair follicles and nail beds, creating full, thick hair and strong nails. Now, the elasticity and firmness of your skin depends on the collagen, and silica acts to nourish and regenerate and boost the strength of your collagen, making your skin appear firmer and more youthful looking. So if silica is so good for you, what are the best sources of it? Well, the main sources of silica is cereal grains. So if you follow a gluten-free diet or limit grains, 
As I suggested in my first best-selling book, The No Grain Diet, you're likely not getting enough silica in your diet to support your body's needs. Now, the most popular supplemental sources of silica are horsetail and bamboo, but both of these sources have absorption rates of around 3% or less. Fortunately, our silica collagen builder contains living silica. So that gives you his um, brand. I'm gonna try a different brand before buying his, even though I trust in his. I'm gonna tr I am gonna tell you I'm gonna try one more and then I'll tell you um, how they do with the hair and nails personally. Um, and then I've also read about silica and needing it for eliminating aluminum and we're all high in aluminum. It's in our water. If you're not having a lot of heavy metals in your water filtration, that's why you wanna get one of the reasons why you want to have a good filtration, not just chlorine, but aluminum heavy metals in your water, the foods, the things that you're cooking it on. And then if you're drinking out of aluminum cans and aluminum is definitely a risk for Alzheimer's and things like that. So thought that I'd just bring that up just a little bit. Now let's get into the 5G nightmare that we um, are going to be living. Here you go. one 21 cv 2228 We filed this lawsuit in the Federal District uh, Court of Colorado back in August of this year. It was um, about plaintiffs originally that had already had COVID recovered, had natural immunity, and therefore availed themselves to exemptions under 40-562. It's an Army regulation that extends to the entirety of the DOD. Um, and it has five effectively exemptions to the shot. So we brought suit because the DOD was denying all exemptions at the very beginning. And on top of that, the uh, Secretary of Defense doesn't have the authority to waive soldiers or service members uh, informed consent rights. And that's what they were trying to do. So we filed that suit. At the time, we thought we had about 200,000 plaintiffs in our class of plaintiffs, because it is a class action suit. Um, it turns out in more recent times, we've come to find it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 400,000 people that are saying no to the shots, and the DOD is persecuting them. And this decision uh, in the SEALs case, uh, I think effectively puts a stop to that. Well, thank goodness for honest judges. I don't know that there yeah. are many of them out there. Certainly Trump played a role in putting decent judges in positions of power. Let's just go over this because this is about slavery versus freedom at the end of the day. That's my view yeah. as it pertains to a mandatory vaccination, whether experimental or not. In this one, let's be clear, is experimental. The ruling cited the First Amendment and the 1993 Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which prohibits government bodies from, quote, substantially burdening a person's exercise of religion, even if the burden results from a rule of general applicability. O'Connor called the Navy's process for considering these religious accommodations theater and noted the service has not granted a religious exemption to any vaccine requirement in seven years. Unfortunately, the ruling will only apply to these specific 35 plaintiffs, not the entirety of the military. Why is that, Todd, legally speaking? Because only 31 people actually brought the suit. They didn't sue on behalf of a class of people similarly situated, which is what we actually did. All right. Well, if you don't mind, let me bridge over to I think the crux of the issue here is it pertains to this thing being an experimental mRNA, quote unquote, vaccination. 
Pfizer, along with the FDA, is fighting tooth and nail not to release the data associated with these experimental vaccines for some 55 years or longer. They don't want people to know what's in the vaccines. So let me do a screen share. I want to play this startling video from La Quinta Columna, who claims they found a micro router in one of the Pfizer vaccine vials. But let me be clear before I play this, friends. According to research by Michael Yeadon on the batches, the research is showing that injuries and deaths when plotted on the XY axis is showing that maybe only 5% of the vials in circulation are causing the most harm in death. So to researchers like Michael Yeadon and others, that is pointing to the fact that there is a premeditated experiment happening here where these companies, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and Moderna, if what is being alleged is true, they are targeting people, specific areas at specific times with extremely toxic vaccines. So that's to say that some of the vaccines, most, are not that harmful, but five to 10% are extremely harmful, 2,500 to 3,000 times the toxicity of the non-harmful vaccinations. Now that would speak, that would point to premeditated murder. Okay, now with that in mind, friends, let me play this from La Quinta Columna, and I'll try to translate a bit as we go. The corners are perfectly square. This is micro technology. There's at least on the order of 1,200 magnification right now, and you can see it clearly. So this is a few tens of microns large. And this is what's been introduced, what has been injected into people's bodies. Oh my goodness. Either we just stop these genocidal people right now and put them directly in jail or hang them directly in a public square. Otherwise, they'll end up basically killing the whole human race. Do you understand? Let's try this while we're at it, of course, recording all kinds of images. Let's try this. I just want to play this a bit further, Todd, because he gets very, very angry as this video plays on, which is the righteous indignation we should all be feeling. He says, so even though they say we're conspiracy theorists, and they'll call you deniers if you don't want to take the mandatory vax. This is what's inside the Pfizer vaccine, he alleges. I make an appeal to judges, either do something about this immediately or go directly to the courts and turn them, or we'll go directly to the courts and turn them all upside down. This can no longer be tolerated. Summon me to testify. Just summon me. All right. I let that play on a bit long, but I think it's extremely important. The man has found evidence of something extremely startling, as other researchers have in these vials. Maybe it's no wonder, Todd, that Pfizer and the FDA don't want any of the data released about what's in these vaccines for 55 years or more. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no doubt about that. I, there's actually a lot that goes into what we just saw. And if you don't mind, I want to kind of delve into it a little bit because there's so many parts that interplay with everything we're, we're doing in our case and evidence. We found hundreds, if not thousands of people that have gotten hold of us, give us information. And 
evidence along these lines. Um, thank you for playing that. First and foremost, it strikes me that those very sharp corners support the proposition that our doctors found, and that is the microclot problem. So um, I think there's a, a scientist in Germany that said you know, the, uh, the graphene it, it, with one atomic layer thick acts like a bunch of little razor blades. That by itself looks like a razor blade. So there's no doubt that these things are causing microclots. And as microclots happen, they grow into bigger clots. And over time, people have embolisms. Um, and that's being borne out right now. We're seeing that in some of the military folks. Um, so secondarily to that, um, earlier in our case, we filed an original preliminary injunction based on some evidence where we actually did mass spectrometry. So we did some similar analysis like that. We have a retired professor of pathology that went through this. And he obtained two samples, one vial of Moderna, one vial of Pfizer. Uh, and in each case, we did not find graphene oxide. We didn't find any graphene family particles or, or uh, what do they call them, graphene family yeah, molecules, I think is what it's called. In any event, it wasn't there. What was there uh, was uh, polyethylene glycol, um, which is, of course, toxic by itself. And our experts state that no less than 70% of the people on the planet are allergic to this when it's injected. This is the first time uh, in any clinical trial, and that's what this is, a phase three clinical trial, that they've used polyethylene glycol um, as an injectable. So you might find it in some topical um, things or maybe even in uh, laxatives or something like that, but nobody's really injected people heretofore. Now you've got the biggest phase three clinical trial that's ever happened in the history of humanity. In fact, it was envisioned to be you know, humanity-wide. So uh, there's no doubt that people are having these, these kind of reactions. My point to, to saying this is that the, the evidence does support what this doctor is saying, the scientist from Spain, in so much that there are varying ingredients in all of these shots because this is a phase three clinical trial. Um, and in that, according to the FDA regulations, they don't even actually have to tell the FDA what it is they're testing in each and every case. So there will be variations in formulation as to potency of particular ingredients. Some ingredients will be there and some will not. The one thing that does seem to be certain throughout all of this, which is really deeply concerning, and to me it, it speaks volumes, of, again, to criminal intent, that in order for the lipid nanoparticles, those are the, the parts of the hydrogel that actually penetrate the cell wall and reprogram the, the cells. So think of them like little bombers. And I think we've mentioned that before. These little lipid nanoparticle bombers are... Um, fitted with transistors, which means that they're remotely controlled um, to when they want to deliver their payload and what their payload is. Uh, in the case of Pfizer and Moderna, the payload are fragments. Those are messenger RNA fragments, and they're designed to genetically modify the, the individual, that cell, uh, to create synthetic DNA, and that's what creates the patent rights for the patent holders, for all the people that got um, stuck with these things. Almost more importantly than, than those intellectual property rights and the synthetic human, is the fact that in order to get those lipid nanoparticles into the cell, the, uh, the companies, the manufacturers had to disable people's immune systems. So they, they added into these shots proteins that they had discovered in the HIV AIDS studies, how to take to, to gene edit via CRISPR or other mechanism, how to take away a person's immune defense to slip the lipid nanoparticles past your your own body's defense mechanisms in order to get it into the cell. They've effectively given everybody that got these shots AIDS. Do you want to repeat that? They've given everybody who's taken these shots AIDS? That's what I'm telling you, is that for the purpose 
of getting the lipid nanoparticles into the cells, they had to disable everybody's autoimmune response. And they specifically included, according to our experts, and there are lots of them that say this, in fact, it's public knowledge, you can look it up for yourself, they had to include uh, proteins that would disable people's immune response. Those are, that's in the shots. So even though you only have 5% of these, right, that, that are extraordinarily dangerous, people will die within 11 or 12 days, whatever the case is, everybody that got the lipid nanoparticles as a function of delivering these mRNA fragments or adenovirus um, fragments was given AIDS. And in fact, you can see that in recent times, you would see in, in public reports, even on mainstream media, they talk about the waning effectiveness of the shots, which is what they're using as a justification for additional booster shots. The, the reality is that each and every shot is lowering people's immune system by you know, tens of percentage points to the point where, according to Dr. Tenpenny, in fact, by week 48, a person's immune system has been completely disabled. That means that they are subject to any variety of maladies that maybe have been plaguing them heretofore. People who have recovered from cancer, their, their, their dormancy, are coming back in 30 days from nothing to stage four cancer. We are seeing this in the population of our military clients. Soft tissue cancers, according to one of our doctors, are up 6,000% over the last two years. That's, and that's the reason for it. Well, and I'm sure you saw that uh, news piece that was released by, I believe it was an Indiana life insurance provider, saying yeah. that deaths in people between the ages of 18 and 64 years old are up 40%. Now, that's unprecedented. That's absolutely yes. unprecedented, Todd. And, of course, the mainstream horror media and the, and the mainstream big pharma companies and, I guess you'd say, the CDC and the NIH and Fauci, they're not going to make the correlation that the vaccine is to blame. They, that's already the case, right? So when you see the reporting on it, you will see that they have different um, dates that are acting like envelopes. So there's this arbitrary line that if, if somebody dies more than 14 days after the vaccination, well, it couldn't possibly be due to the vaccine. However, according to Dr. Tenpenny, who I, I like as an expert in particular, because she's very thorough, there are eight deadly vectors in each and every one of these shots. And the eighth one, meaning seven previous ones, have already happened by week 48. So you have this cascading effect. Some people who might have anaphylaxis shock to the polyethylene glycol in the shot. Um, that seems to be happening a lot. They die you know, instantly in some cases. Then you have others that uh, suffer pulmonary embolisms from microclots turning into bigger microclots. One of the things that uh, the, the same people from uh, La Quinta Clima, um, they had also stated that they've done studies whereby the electrical impulses to the heart are interacting with the graphene oxide. So as the heart races faster, it's creating more damage to somebody's cardiovascular system by electrical signals. Likewise, they state in a recent thing I saw uh, one of their shows that uh, exposure to radiation will do the exact same thing. So here we go, 5G is about to be turned on. I, I think God it wasn't turned on today. That is radiation. Uh, as I understand it, those signals are somewhere between 33 and 66 gigahertz. That's the exact same frequency that your microwave oven uses. So they are going to radiate everybody. And how are these people that already have the graphene oxide in them, those that received that particular shot, which I think is by and far the most of them, how are they going to respond to these electrical impulses? 
I'm so glad you brought that up because I want to talk about 5G. I'm going to be bringing back to the show my friends Hope and Tavon, my researcher friends, who've done such such excellent work in this area. They're coming back in February to talk about 5G and all of their new research. But here's what I find alarming. As we're having this conversation today, friends, it's January 5th. And as Todd just said, he's very glad that today they didn't turn on the 5G because today was the day they plan to roll that out. I believe they've done maybe a two-week pause after the FAA and the Department of Transportation have asked these companies to pause the rollout of 5G because these regulatory agencies are fearful that 5G may interfere with airline communications. Now, can you imagine if planes start crashing when they turn on the 5G? Todd, these companies don't ultimately care. I think they've done maybe a two-week pause but that's about it. They're going to turn on 5G. So I want to talk about 5G in a second, but just speak to the fact that these corporations, they don't have the best interests of human beings at heart because they've never done any of the research necessary to prove that 5G is safe at all, Todd. Well, they're, they're part of it. So um, earlier in my, my life in legal career, I was undoing what the Soviets did doing mass privatization in Eastern Europe. So I have a really good idea of what a Soviet model economy looks like because I'd spent my early career undoing that. That is exactly what has been built worldwide now is you have oligopoly oligarchies that are in place, public-private partnerships where the government is involved in, in fully integrated large businesses that own all the other businesses and, and they produce products from dirt to the end consumer and everywhere in between with very limited competition, which is by design. They've picked the winners and losers and you think back to when all the lockdowns happened, why was it that Walmart and Target were allowed to be open other department stores were not? And that happened in every single industry. So the, the, the point in this is that they are part of the plan and no, they don't care. We did a study, uh, a legal study back in 2019 and actually discovered that um, the, the FCC and the cell phone communications companies had collaborated to make it illegal, in fact, a criminal offense for city councils to vote against the installation of 5G antennas in their neighborhoods. It's, they're, all, they're all one and the same. And, and the, the concern with the, the FAA, as I understand, and I also happen to be a pilot, is not only does it interfere with the communications, but you know, big airplanes use radio altimeters when they're shooting the approach, when they're trying to land the airplane. They need very specific altitudes to hit the approach course, you know, approach path correctly. And my understanding is that the 60 gigahertz signal, thereabouts, right, the microwave ovens being blasted around, actually interferes with that signal. So it's less a function of these airplanes flying around high in the sky. This will affect them negatively at the most danger, dangerous and crucial part of the flight, and that's landing the airplane. All right. This is just also startling. I mean, it's rolling out in real time. We've been covering all of this for years, but it, it appears the quickening is at hand. Okay, They're not going to stop. This is all corporate money. It's sort of that new world order umbrella of corporations. They're all in on this conspiracy together. And we're going to talk more about 5G and the potential correlation between 5G and COVID in a second. I just want to impress on people. I want you to remember Tom Wheeler, the former chairman of the FCC, foaming at the mouth in speeches to fast track and approve 5G and get it rolled out to hell with the studies. He said it's too important. It will generate tens of billions of dollars in economic activity and that's damn important because it means that u.s companies will be the first out of the gate and that
why 5G is a national priority and stay out of the way of technological development. Unlike some countries, we do not believe that we should spend the next couple of years studying what 5G should be or how it should operate. The future has a way of inventing itself. Turning innovators loose is far preferable to expecting committees and regulators to define the future. We won't wait for the standards. The economy, the race to beat the Chinese, it's too important. We've got to get 5G rolled out. Tom Wheeler foaming at the mouth. Friends, imagine when 5G rolls out, if something bad starts to happen and we see people dropping at even a greater rate. Do you think the mainstream media is going to correlate the 5G with the COVID vaccinations? Of course not, because they won't even correlate the current deaths in the 40% surge in deaths between ages 18 and 64 because of the vaccine. They won't correlate that. They're not going to correlate 5G when it gets worse. You said something very important earlier in this interview. You used the term synthetic human. Let's talk a little bit about that. And is there any federal precedent, legal precedent for these corporations that are vaccinating people and altering their DNA through <laughs> mRNA technology? Is there any legal precedent that would allow these corporations to claim ownership of these new synthetic humans? Yeah, sadly, it's, it's already settled and was back in 2013 in a U.S. Supreme Court case called Myriad Genetics. Um, and the page six of that opinion, if you want to look it up, I might have already sent it to you, actually states that use of messenger RNA to genetically modify a genome results in uh, the synthetic resulting genome, now synthetic, uh, as being the intellectual property of the patent holder. So effectively, that means that uh, the new genome uh, is um, the chattel property of the patent. That's now settled law, and there is not a lot of law uh, protecting anybody. In fact, it seems to be almost exclusively EPA, uh, environmental type of laws, to stop uh, what the government deems to be dangerous, um, unintended genetic modification. But there are almost zero protections uh, in terms of what people can do, what, what scientists can do to genetically modify somebody. Um, and it's really important to understand is that Effectively, all of our constitutional rights have been uh, eroded, taken away over time, almost exclusively on the basis that there were exigent circumstances. There was something immediate that um, where law enforcement, the government had to jump in and, and, and solve a problem. And for that reason, yes, uh, Judge, we, we violated somebody's human rights, their constitutional rights, but we had to do it because it was a pressing time thing. There's always an exigent circumstance. And heretofore, we've allowed that to happen. And it, until such time as we say, no, what, why are we in a hurry? What is it that we have to do so fast? Uh, going back to the COVID itself, a 99-something percent survivability rate, where exactly is the emergency? Until we stop buying into this crap, there will always be exigent circumstances and there will always be reasons to take away our rights. Yeah, that's right. And they love to frame it up as emergency. Okay, so it's always under emergency yep. use. And once they take some of our rights, those rights never come back. Okay, the emergency Correct. never ends. All right, well, let's do a screen share here. We'll talk about this document you were kind enough to send me. And uh, this is from the Sleuth Journal. 
The name of the article is Evidence for a Connection Between COVID-19 and Exposure to Radiofrequency Radiation from Wireless Communication, Including 5G. This is from the Journal of Clinical and Translational Research. Now, Todd, you probably recall COVID-19 began in Wuhan, China in December 2019, shortly after the city had gone 5G live. That is become operational on October 31st, 2019. COVID-19 outbreaks soon followed in other areas where 5G had also at least partially been implemented, including South Korea, Northern Italy, New York City, Seattle, and Southern California. I'm going to stop there. This is a very incredible document. Uh, if I think to do it, friends, I'll leave it below. Todd, researchers I've talked to, Hope and Tavon, We've talked about the connection between 5G and the COVID vaccine. What do you think of that uh, yeah. possibility? <laughs> it's, it's a fact. Sorry, I just made me cutting you off. It's a fact. It, it's all there. Um, none of this is actually hidden. You can you can find it in a variety of places. In fact, Natural News did a, an article that was cited in this particular one. DARPA rumored to be genetically modified humans to create zombie super soldiers. The Charles Lieber, Dr. Lieber, who was just convicted uh, in federal court um, for supporting the Chinese and in, in their development of all of this stuff, um, was famous for atomically welding transistors into these nanoparticles, thereby turning them into nanobots. The reason why he did that was to make them responsible to, responsive to um, cell phone signals, radiation signals just like the ones we're talking about in 5G, 33 to 66 gigahertz range. I understand it. What's also interesting is, as you mentioned, in Wuhan, when they turned on their 5G network, it was 10,000 transmitters all got turned on. October uh, 30, it was uh, Halloween night, memory serves, um, 2019. And then within a very short period of time, people started falling ill and dying. It also so happens that at that particular range of frequency, and we've done the studies to demonstrate this, if it's intensive enough, if you're close enough to the transmitter, that frequency is sufficient to separate the oxygen from the nitrogen molecule. And they can literally suffocate somebody in place. That person might even not know that they're being suffocated because they're breathing nitrogen and not getting any oxygen. So the 5G is by itself a weapon system. Um, active denial, right? It's, it was a bit active denial system. U.S. military, the army uses it. It's got a big um, dish on the top of a Humvee. They aim it at people and it makes the people feel like they're getting burned up. That is the 60 gigahertz signal. They are microwaving people. That's what we're talking about. Man, this is also dystopic, but what a brilliant way to roll out a weapons system internationally or at least nationally, you know, as we're, as it pertains to our domestic. Oh, it's internationally. States. It's worldwide. I know, but what a brilliant way to roll out a weapon system to help extinguish humanity by telling people it's because they need faster internet. I mean, I don't know about you, but my internet works just fine. I mean, you're nowhere near me and we're speaking wirelessly through Zoom and we've had no connectivity issues. Why do we need 5G when it's provably dangerous? It's provably a weapon system. The answer is we it don't. Is. The answer is yeah. we don't, Todd. It literally is a weapon system being rolled out under the guise of faster internet for everyone. So um, if you recall back in um, the, the early stages of the quote unquote pandemic and people were uh, you know, in, in uh, nursing homes and whatnot, all those folks were going on these ventilators and, and um, our last president ramped up production of these ventilators. 
there were a variety of people, some scientists actually did studies and found out that the, the ventilators themselves were operating on a 5G system, meaning they were also transmitting on 5G. And there is evidence to support it was the 5G signal that caused all the deaths with the, uh, with the ventilators as much as anything. Yeah, well, absolutely. You mentioned natural news. Let's go to this study. 5G exposure, a significant factor in higher COVID deaths. This is from Ethan Hoff on the team over there at Mike Adams Natural News. Yeah, if you're not following Natural News, he's been talking about this for a long time. Um, I will go back to that. But I, it's funny because as soon as the COVID hit, um, it, I was in an area of Texas where there was 5G. And it's funny because I have you can go back and hear an interview from a friend who is very sensitive to EMF. And um, the original Tesla knew about this and there's some devices because we heal or do disease in frequency. It's funny because one book I read years ago, um, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, when they talked about, oh, we radiate the cancer, actually it makes cancer worse. We know that cancer gets worse with radiation. They just pushed it because of one study and he talked about that. And then I think he was murdered for all the things that he's shared in his books and his reach of treating um, cancer naturally um, was his demise. But he was standing on truth. He was there and became a doctor because he wanted to help people heal. Um, so there's a lot of food for thought in this. We're going to listen to a little more. There's a body of evidence, quite a few scientists, that, that actually dispute whether or not the, uh, it was the black, like, no, it was the Spanish flu, sorry, back uh, around the, the beginnings of World War One. Yep. whether or not that was actually caused by a virus. Um, it happened to coincide with the invention of radar. And um, people's bodies weren't used to the signals, as the story goes. And that was actually what had caused the, the Spanish flu pandemic. There is no doubt, there's literally no doubt, that radiation signals negatively impact the human body. It's a function of what frequency and what strength. So none of this is speculation. It's all here. I have patents in front of me. I think I've sent you some of them. Um, DARPA has been um, involved in this and utilizing these different frequencies to affect human behavior. That's all very well documented. It's not like they're hiding it. We've all just been asleep this entire time. Nobody's been taking the time to look at this. And if anything good came out of being locked down for two years, it's that it gave people time to actually look and do some research. Well, that's right. And I just want to say, friends, all hope is not lost. We have some incredible people on our side. We have Joe Rogan on our side. You guys realize yeah. that the average Joe Rogan podcast episode gets 11 million listens or downloads. That doesn't even. Yeah. And it, it's not just him. It's somebody else. And then like the CNN is not even putting out good news anymore. And I, I mean, it's those that are um, watching the CNN and that are completely brainwashed, which is a very few population. I think that uh, the majority of people are waking up. Um, it's now what do we do about what we're hearing and what's been said? There's so much um, interesting conversations about this particular thing that they're talking about in the podcast because there was I don't know if it's still on there YouTube censorship is great there was showing the 5g um, as a weapon um, on YouTube by the military by DARPA I don't know if it's all been taken down um, and there's so much else it's funny because people tell you that what the evil they plan to do 
they've been telling us in movies and they kind of foresay it in the Kingsman when they use electronical devices and what they cost. Now, it was not going to be just like that, but do you think that there is the 5G that is causing illness? Um, I really thought that when I was seeing some of the illness I was having is very bizarre, very bizarre. And then him telling me that the 5G was connected to um, the vents. It's there's so much part of it. You know, you can also turn off the 5G on your phone, you can have it not go on 5G. I don't know if that's helpful. Um, I'll have more people on it. I have a book that I was reading about this. But let's listen to the rest of this. Look, on, on that note, I, I can kind of prove it anecdotally. In um, in our case, after we filed that lawsuit, we had honestly tens of thousands of people that got hold of us through our, our law firm or otherwise, all said and done, um, looking for help. And I can tell you from personal experience, having talked to many thousands of them myself, 99% um, of them are Christian. The people that had discernment to see this have a relationship with God. It's really that simple. You couldn't be more right. Well, I think this is a very sobering conversation. I hope people spread this information far and wide because one of the only ways to defeat this battle plan against humanity, this conspiracy, is to not accept their offer for an experimental vaccine under any circumstances. You cannot yeah. accept their offer to be injected with their experimental mRNA technology I would add to that, Sean, be suspicious of, sorry to say, any vaccine at this point. There is evidence to suggest that they've been putting the same lipid nanoparticles now into the flu vaccines. I've heard of it being um, put into capsules. There is a um, conference on, I think, the 22nd of March uh, this year that talks about mass production of lipid nanoparticles. We're talking about the trillions, enough to the point where they could simply crop dust the cities with these lipid nanoparticles. Particles. As human beings, we've got to stand up and we got to we got to say no. We got to stop what is happening, or there or we won't be humans. None of us will be humans. They won't need to shoot it into our arms. They'll just spray it, crop duster, and that's it. We got to put an end to it. Well, let me ask you that then, because look, there's a show on Showtime. I've only watched one episode in my entire life. It's called Dexter, and I guess the point of that show. Okay, so he goes off on his thing. Uh, I just want to end it on a little bit more of a spiritual note in uh, God sent that they're maybe not seen. I mean, maybe these guys may be going back to studying the Old Testament and the New Testament and things that just were not taught um, in years and years of me being in um, churches. Glanced over the real reason to what was happening when all of mankind was wiped off the earth except for Noah and his family. You can think it's not truth, but what it was, their DNA was altered by integrating themselves with uh, angels and changing their, forth their DNA. And if you, I have another episode who talked about the DNA and the DNA changing and um, I don't know. I'm literally just like speculating. God's bigger than this. God's in control of this. Is this ushering in? Are we having some seals open in revelations that we don't 
no, we're not talking about it because it's um, in a parable as Jesus talked in parables and stories. So we can only think that Revelations is that same way. So I've been studying the book of Revelations and I will soon be putting and talking about Revelations chapter 5. So that will lead you into looking forward to that episode. I hope that you share this and go to SGG Report and also check out more of his podcast. And um, thanks for listening.